Welcome to the Utah Apocopalians. Now, this is a look at our unusually unique church in this unique state, in this unique place, and at this time of year. Our guest today, a very special guest, the Reverend Holly Huff, who's a part of the wonderful ministry that goes on at the Cathedral Church of St. Mark's in downtown Salt Lake City. So we haven't had Holly on the show, the podcast before, but this is a wonderful time to get to uh, meet you. I know that you kind of uh, came on the scene during the pandemic, and that was not like a great time for <laughs> widespread introduction, as you probably know. So um, first of all, you know, it's, it's just great to have you in the diocese. And for those of you who um, haven't had the chance to meet the Reverend Holly Huff. Um, want to give us about a brief 30-second introduction about you and some of your areas of ministry that you're excited about. And then we're going to get to Advent because that's the topic that we have today. Thank you so much for having me today. Uh, I'm Holly Huff. You can call me Holly or Mother Holly. Either is fine. I'll answer to anything. Uh, and I did jump into ministry during the pandemic, which has been sort of a constant catch-up of, is this normal? I don't think this is quite how it usually goes over and over and over. And uh, moving through recorded services with, with you, Craig, that's where we first got to know each other. Uh, and Zoom church and live streams and, and our sort of adjustment to uh, this new-ish, normal-ish way of being. Uh, I am associate priest at St. Mark's Cathedral in downtown Salt Lake, and um, I do a lot in pastoral care, uh, ministry with the youth, and I'm reaching out to newcomers to the church, and that's um, one of the things I really enjoy and find um, really vital and vibrant is um, talking with people who uh, are are curious, are seeking, are feeling God drawing them, and, and also um, wondering uh, how it is that that might be be credible, be sensible, and, and looking for um, practices uh, to really uh, get to know the living God beyond all of our ideas and talk about God. This is perfect to have you today because one of the things about Advent that we really want to explore is if you're new to a faith tradition or you're new to the Episcopal Church or new to the whole idea of seasons in Christianity or in religion in general, Advent is an unusual one. It's the first season of the church year, probably so little understood because we're bombarded as we drive to church even with Santa Claus coming to town with all kinds of that Christmas is already here. And we're saying, hey, wait a minute, it isn't here yet. It's mm -hmm. Advent. So let's start with that. Just what is this season of Advent? And other than calendars that you can now buy in any supermarket, what is Advent? Why is it important? And if you're new to the church, and even if you've been around for years and years, what does purpose does it have in our religious instruction and foundation? Sure. You know, I just did a godly play training, and uh, it's an amazing children's program um, that kind of combines Montessori uh, with Lexio Divina, this practice of reading scripture. But I 
each session of Godly Play, you look at the church calendar and you see where you are and what you're looking toward and what you're getting ready for. And, and that's one of the ways that we talk about Advent is the great season of getting ready for the mystery of Christmas. And uh, the idea is that the, the mystery of Christmas, the honoring of the incarnation of Jesus as God with us in the flesh, in human form, taking up our life and uh, shooting through every aspect of it uh, with love and divine presence. That is a lot to take in. Uh, and if we are caught up in the busyness uh, of the supermarket rush and the lights at the mall, um, we can go through something that holy and beautiful and, and perhaps not even quite notice what we're experiencing. And so the season of preparation and getting ready and looking forward um, is a preparatory time um, to really honor and make space for um, the reality of what God has done. St. Mark's Cathedral is a wonderful place that um, has had a lot of folks that say, I want religion, but maybe I don't want my church that I'm in right now, or I don't feel comfortable, or I would just like to try the Episcopal Church. So um, it's a place that I know there's a lot of folks who, uh, this is their first experience with the Episcopal Church, and maybe even their first month or two that they've been there. Um, when they say, what can we do to uh, observe Advent? What can we do if we're with ourselves or with our family? Where, where do we start other than with a reef? And maybe that's a good place to start too. But what should we do to observe this really magnificent holiday season? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually just, after we finish here, I'm setting up for wreath making. Uh, that we're doing after church <laughs> coming up. Uh, so the tradition of an Advent wreath is a really beautiful um, way of observing the season at home um, throughout these four weeks leading up to Christmas on December 25th. And there are four candles on the Advent wreath, um, either blue or purple, the color of the season. Um, those are colors of royalty, of somberness, um, of self-examination and, um, and anticipation. Those are sort of the connotations that are conveyed by those liturgical colors. And, uh, and then in the center of the wreath um, is a white, usually a larger pillar candle or the, the white Christ candle, which won't be lit until Christmas itself. Um, but it, it's there in the center of this wreath throughout these weeks as we're looking forward. Um, some families uh, will light Advent wreaths every night in the season of Advent. Um, before or during dinner can be a, a lovely time to do this. And there's a number of different little liturgies you can do at home. Um, you could just pray the, the collect for each week of Advent as you go through. Uh, there's uh, selections from, from Luke, especially. Um, the different uh, parts of the Christmas story and the, and the birth narrative looking forward to the birth of Christ. Uh, it can be incorporated into evening prayer um, as, as a service of light of this evening 
illumination uh, in these dark seasons. Uh, and that I think is probably the most widespread commonly observed Advent tradition at home. Um, and it's, it's really beautiful. There's a lot of ways you can play with it. You don't have to do it right. Um, but it's it's a marker, and and one way of thinking about that Advent wreath is as if it's a clock. Um, that this is uh, a reminder of the time that we are in and the time that we are looking forward to. You know, one thing that as you talk about this and looking at you talk about the colleagues of the day, um, I've been an Episcopalian for seven decades. <laughs> that's that's either good or bad <laughs> to say. But um, even, even still, I find it's wonderful now when you say, where do I start in the prayer book of the Book of Common Prayer? It's online. And if you just go to Book of Common Prayer and search Advent, you come up with all those. So you don't have to be a scholar of the Episcopal Church to get those those types of readings. And so I find that very helpful in this season to go to the Book of Common Prayer online and then say search Advent. And it's it's amazing what you can find. And it's a lot of times very appropriate for the times that we're in. As you know, this is probably not the most um, you know pleasant times in people's lives with the divisiveness and with the violence and with war and things. So you'll find, I think, a lot of comfort by, or a lot of things to pray about um, in the BCP. Now, in- I don't know if you've ever put links out with with your podcast, but the, the Book of Occasional Services has a beautiful home liturgy for Advent read. All right, that's a great idea. We will put that on the web on episcopal-ut.org and um, thank you because um, it is becoming far more important I think on the whole idea of home prayer home church um, uh, among the families. Um, we just have kind of alluded to the fact that this is the beginning of the church year rather than the end of the church year. You know Advent is just so opposite everything else why we're at the end of the calendar year, but we're at the beginning of the church year. Mm-hmm. It's we're in the time where we just run like crazy to get ready for Christmas. And then on December 26th, it's over. And all the Christmas trees are in the street and ready for pickup. And yet Advent is just leading up to Christmas that just begins on the right. 25th. So um, Advent is, you can see where it gets a little kind of lost in this year. Why do you think um, that Advent is so important to be the beginning of the church year? As both the light of the day becomes darker, but then starts becoming light again. Why is this important? So the, the spiritual emotional resonance of this season is uh, one of yearning, uh, one of waiting, one of confessing our need for God. Um, I always think of the lines from Isaiah, the the people who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. Um, That I think can be the image of of our Advent waiting, looking toward Christmas. And, you know, the the liturgical seasons, um, they are an aid to us. They're a help to all of us because we are human animals. Uh, We are ritual animals. Um, we, we're only capable of feeling so many things at once and, um, focusing on and emphasizing and honoring, um, really one aspect 
of the faith at a time. Um, and so the liturgical year sort of walks us through all these, these different um, attitudes and dispositions. Um, and yet it's not that as we're waiting for Christmas that Jesus has not been born yet, of course. Um, that <laughs> so even as we, in, we inhabit this, this waiting and yearning from this place of the literal seasonal darkness in our hemisphere at least, um, and uh, the felt darkness and need and division and um, the very real pain of, of this time, but also of, of all human times. Um, from that place of darkness, we look toward the coming of the light. Um, and that waiting, there's a way in which we're waiting for something that is already here. Uh, for something that is already given to us. The gift has been given, um, but this preparatory time is really, it's a gift to us. Uh, it's for us to make space and um, become more available to God through that confession of our need. Uh, left to our own devices, we sit in the dark and um, there's a very real, I know, I feel it, uh, sense of futility or hopelessness at times. Um, and when we <laughs> lean on ourselves, depend on our own power, um, I don't see any way out. And, and so for me, Advent is always a, a reminder and a, and a call back um, to waiting for God's action, for God's gift, um, for the gift of hope in the baby, of Jesus being born to be with us, Emmanuel, God with us, walking among us, living our human life and, um, and taking it up into the divine life um, through that, that mystery of the incarnation, uh, offering us all the gifts uh, of the divine life. You have just opened up a something that's very thought provoking in my mind, and that is, um, I know that one of your areas of ministry, like all priests, but particularly yours, is in pastoral care. We're at a time, as we all know, where as we look forward and as we prepare for Christmas, it isn't like other years. We, we have been um, smitten down by the pandemic to start with, and then we've had this horrible division in our lives and our families in our in ourselves we can hardly look at the news without a feeling of almost hopelessness and helplessness and i would imagine that there are folks who are saying to you and seeking help whether it's their children whether it's themselves saying what can i do to feel better about this time coming into Christmas, which is kind of a marker for a lot of families at this terrible time. Now, I know that's quite a burden to ask a priest, but um, do you have advice? Do you have some um, thoughts that people can do because of in this season of preparation to prepare to be feeling a little better about life? Hmm. I'll tell you about the fall 
in winter when I, I was first introduced to Advent myself. This is about 10 years ago now. And um, I was at a very difficult time for myself and was struggling with depression and, and just a general early 20s confusion about what I was doing with my life and um, what the point of any of this might be. And uh, I remember a friend of mine uh, who spent time in the Catholic tradition started telling me about Advent. And I'd never heard of this before. And I remember a sense of relief that I felt in understanding that it could be a faithful disposition to sit in darkness and not know what would come next and not have any power in myself to help myself and uh, to be uh, mourning in grief uh, and <laughs> yearning for um, something better and yet not knowing where it might come from. And up to that point, though I was feeling that way, uh, I understood that as sort of a lack of faith on my part, um, that something was missing or that, that if I really believed in God, then I would feel better. And, and I just didn't. And, and so Advent to me was this, it was a message of hope that there was, uh, I didn't need to change anything or fix anything in order to come into God's presence. Um, that the exact place where I already was in that place of, of yearning and not knowing um, and grieving for uh, the absence of love that I, I felt in the world around me, um, that that could be a faithful place and a place um, to wait and um, look to God for salvation rather than trying to fix anything by myself, because that sure was not working. Um, so I, I think one thing I've learned from Advent, I think you can learn this in any, any season, but one thing I've learned from Advent is, um, the, our interior disposition, whatever it might be, um, is our offering and we can come, uh, into God's presence, which doesn't require us to go anywhere, right? Because that presence is always present to us. It's a matter of of opening to receive the love that God is pouring out. Um, so that we can, whatever we're going through, whatever we experience, um, even these darkest and most difficult emotional spaces, um, which a lot of us shy away from, right? We find them uncomfortable and uh, frightening. And at least I was coming with the sense that that was somehow, uh, repellent to faith, that those couldn't coexist. Um, and that, that first advent um, that I was living through and experiencing, I, it taught me so much in, in just coming to God exactly as I was and offering that up and asking for help and trusting it could be received. It's a very powerful story and uh, appreciate sharing that because I think that what you say is so common in the pews of our church that people are looking around and they get this feeling that that group of people in that pew in front 
they must be so happy. They must, everything mm-hmm. is going well. And that pew behind me must be, you know, fine. And, and yet um, we all have these, so it, and it's okay. And, and you have know, given a real reason why we have Advent then, isn't it? So that it helps us. And, and that does um, bring us to that, that candle in the middle, the, the white candle, the light, um, and um, what happens to our celebration of Christmas, starting Christmas Eve and the 12 days of Christmas to Epiphany? Mm-hmm. What happens when we've really gone out of our way to try to make Advent meaningful? What does that do to that Christmas experience then? I think observing the, the darkness of Advent um, helps us to really see and perceive that light, the, the light of Christ. And um, it's the thing that changes in that is us, our, our availability, our ability to perceive um, when we've really uh, felt and connected to and expressed our longing and yearning for God. Um, there's, I think, a real joy of um, on on this Christmas Day, uh, honoring and uh, receiving and just rejoicing at the gift that has been given. Um, yeah. I find it difficult to talk about because the gift is already given. It's not that <laughs> Jesus yeah. has not been born yet. Um, and, and yet, because we are finite, marking, walking through this preparatory season and then here is the day, um, that, that changes us and uh, makes us more able to receive what's yeah. already here. I guess we shouldn't feel bad about um, not recognizing that Jesus is among us. The apostles certainly had us in trouble at times <laughs> recognizing that Jesus was five feet away from them. And so yeah. I, I, I always feel that at least, you know, if I start feeling that way, hey, uh, I'm not alone. I mean, no, <laughs> no, are, they're bumbling, right? They're so yeah. Uh, yeah, they they couldn't get it. Like, okay, what do I got to do to make you believe? Yeah. You know, one thing that in Advent that, um, and I know the cathedral does Advent programs. Um, our churches do, and we rec. We really hope that our churches and people throughout our diocese and where else is viewing this look at some of the uh, traditional wonderful parts of Advent. Um, often lessons and carols are mm-hmm. done in Advent. Um, there are posadas. There are some really um, interesting things that happen in in Advent that not just the uh, Sundays of Advent, but the um, uh, during the weeks we have also at the diocese a um, program that's being done by the bishop. Um, Bishop Phil Spiegel is along with uh, Forrest Kutch, uh, youth elder Forrest Kutch and the Reverend Michael Carney about giving the native way and um, uh, really some un- interesting programs. And you know, we have a couple minutes left, but that study, that concept of study of programs, of looking at other cultures and all that, 
And it's not bad to go to these either, is it? Oh, no. No, they're all wonderful. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to our own lessons and carols. And um, I was just hearing about uh, the posadas that are, will be happening up at El Buen Pastor and looking forward to seeing if I can go to those. Advent has a time of study that a lot of churches are going to do these things and kind of the value of going to a lessons and carols or maybe it's a concert maybe it's some of these other programs that um, they become in many ways reflective lessons and carols is totally reflective and yeah it's, it's and part of the preparatory nature of the season as we're looking forward to these major feasts just like as in lent um, we have particular uh, lenten bible studies or um uh uh, formation series is what I'm I'm thinking of um, different practices and um, and and just some things I know a specific focus and emphasis to the season and taking up something new for this uh, defined bounded time and really devoting yourself to it. Yeah, and I, it seems that Advent has also become. Uh, a time to look at different cultures. You know, I mean, the whole idea of an Advent wreath, uh, mm. you, you'll find either is Scandinavian or German or something people will talk about. Posadas uh, certainly have a, a heritage. Um, even uh, Lessons and Carols kind of goes back to an English tradition. We have so, so much of what happens with culture and, of course, candles and... Uh, yeah things like that and in green reefs so it, i guess it's a time it's, to do that there's a way it shows us uh, kind of the richness of christian tradition across the world um that has built up around in different ways in each culture's context and kind of cultural dialect um, to honor these these major feasts of the year well we're about out of time and i know uh Brianna, who has been quietly recording all this and is editing this so that it, it will be on our web, but always has some thoughts too. So, uh, Brianna, what do you think? Is there anything you would like to ask the Reverend Holly Huff, who I forgot to mention halfway through the show that we're listening to, the Reverend Holly Huff from the uh, Cathedral Church of St. Mark's in Salt Lake City, an absolute beautiful place to go to Advent and Christmas Eve. You can't find anything nicer than that. I mean, if you want like the oldest Gothic church with all the greenery and the way it should have been, I guess some say that's the place to go. But Brianna, anything you want to ask? Yeah, you mentioned taking up something new. So if I were brand new to Advent, whether I had been going to church for a while and just hadn't really dived into Advent, or if I was new to the church, what would you recommend I do right now for my first season of Advent? Is there something I could go to or a home practice? Like what would be where you would recommend I start? Sure. Um, I would, so <laughs> wherever your context is, I would, I would figure out what your church is doing for Advent, whether that's a formation series or a special event like Posadas or um, Advent lessons and carols. And Go to that and and immerse yourself in um, 
the way the the body of the faithful, the, the church in your place is honoring this season. Um, because that's, as Anglicans, that's, that's the way we learn, right? Um, through worship. Um, most of the, uh, our ethos, our attitude, and um, I think truly our beliefs are caught more than taught, right? It's in worship together that we absorb and start to understand and embody um, the tradition. As a home practice, uh, I, I would recommend the Advent wreath. It's a classic for a reason. Um, and start by saying, um, there's a lot of different sets of prayers you could find on the internet. You could also just use the collects for each week of Advent. Um, but say, say that prayer, say the Lord's Prayer, and sit in silence for a few minutes, um, maybe after, after dinner each night. Uh, and I mean, that's a, a way of truly embodying uh, through even the, the, the posture of it, that um, theme from Isaiah of the people sitting in darkness, waiting for a light. I wonder if we might close with the, the prayer for the fourth Sunday of Advent. Oh, please, please. Uh, I think kind of captures this, this sense of preparing ourselves and making space uh, for Jesus to be born in us. The Lord be with you. Also with you. Let's pray. Purify our conscience, Almighty God, by your daily visitation, that your Son, Jesus Christ, at his coming may find in us a mansion prepared for himself who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. With all that, we've um, come to the end of another Utah Potcapalians uh, podcast from the Diocese of Utah, where we examine just some of the unique things about our church in this unique land. And from the diocese, I've been your host of this podcast, Craig Worth, along with Brianna, and of course, our very special guest. And uh, we have to say that your church is closest to our communications office. So uh, <laughs> expect that we'll be calling you <laughs> again <laughs> for the, you know, there, there's a reason we're right next door to the cathedral. So, um, you know, uh, expect to be on here again, would you please? Because we've sure enjoyed having you, the Reverend Holly Huff from the Cathedral Church of St. Mark. And happy Advent, everyone.